0: NFL fans, Connor McCarthy here with my co-host, as always, Blake Quist, here to talk to you about another week in the NFL. Uh, there were a lot of rule changes this week, a couple of big-name free agents signed with some teams, including Adam Kinsu, who is now teaming up with Aaron Donald in L.A., which is every team's worst nightmare, wouldn't you agree, Blake? Oh my
1: god, it's that that's going to be a disaster for teams, I yeah. mean, you know... It's one thing, you know, if you have, if you like with the Chargers and you've got the two edge rushers, but in the middle now, like you have to, you know, your run game is essentially stopped. Yeah. But then also in the past game, those two are just going to rip through your inter- your interior offensive line. It's going to yeah. be amazing.
0: It's funny you mentioned that. Now there's four in all in LA. It seems like that would be the best defensive line of all time. Oh, Joey Bosa, amazing. Melvin Ingram, Aaron Donald. And, I mean, it's just going to be ridiculous over there. Yeah. So I mean, I
1: know you have some numbers for me this week. It's a uh, 27 episode 27. Uh, who are some guys we got who are currently some guys? playing in the league? Currently any. playing in the league. You got any you got for me? Any for you? Off the top of your head. Off the top of my head,
0: 27 is not my number, bro. All right. Uh, give me a hint. Rookie running back. Rookie running back? Yep. Just that's all you're going to say. That's all I'm going to give you. All I'm going to give There's a lot of rookie running, Think running back. Of, all right.
1: Rookie running back in the first two rounds.
0: In the first, Christian McCaffrey. Uh,
1: Leonard Fournette? Yes. A lot Leonard of Fournette. Fournette. That's it. That's 27. Yep. Uh, let's see where we're going now. Uh, great defensive back um, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Spent his early years... Um, in New Orleans, Jenkins. Yep, Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins. Jenkins. Uh, let's see. Ooh, this running back is uh too fat to play football. Um, Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy. Oh, yep. gotta love Eddie. Good old Lacy. beefy Eddie Lacy. Let's see where this list is, list him at. Two thirty-one. I don't buy that. All right, let's go next. Uh, defensive back for the Detroit Lions. Slay, Darius Slay. Nope. Oh, go over Quinn. Go over Quinn. Yep. Solid. Alright, moving on to another we got a lot of defensive backs here. Um we've got a defensive back with the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Not Adam Peckman Jones, is no, it?
1: It's not. Uh defensive back, you said?
0: Yep.
1: Plays cornerback with him. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, give it to me. Drake Kirkpatrick. That's it. Oh, that's depressing. I should know that mm-hmm. one. Oh, let's talk about this this other rookie running back. Um other rookie running back. Yeah. Well, Alvin Kumar. And led the league in rushing.
0: Oh, Kareem Hunt.
1: Kareem Hunt, uh, number 27. Let's ah. go through the rest, what we got here. Current players um, J.J. Wilcox, Reggie Nelson, Tyvon Branch, Sherrick McManus, Darian Thompson, Tradavius White. Mm. Great cornerback last year. Uh, Dante Foreman, rookie running back. Josh Jones, Jordan Lewis, Dale Roberts, Kenneth Farrow, Nate Hairston, uh, Jaron Kurse. Kevon Seymour let's Mm, take a look at some That's
0: interesting that uh, a lot of rookie running backs like 27 last year
1: let's take a look at some all-time greats what do we got Steve Atwater uh, Eddie George uh, Gary Garrison Ray Rice Ray Rice Ray Rice what a guy Um, (laughs) let's see yeah that'll that'll wrap it up for 27 I don't want to got too much counts. into it.
0: Yeah. 28. I got 28 next got year. That's going to be, that's gonna be go. my number. Good. It's going to be a number. Good. I'm feeling confident about it. I'm holding you to that. All right. So you ready to get into some topics? Definitely. All right. We'll go right into it. Been a lot of talk circling Johnny Manziel in the past couple weeks, uh, possibly making an NFL comeback. So, unless that's the question. Will Johnny Manziel make it back to the NFL this season? And if so, who would
1: be a good fit? Well, you know, it's tough. Um, you know, he had a terrific pro day. Um, He had a lot of teams come visit him today Mm -hmm. at Texas A&M, I'm pretty sure. If it's not today, it's sometime this week at Texas A&M. And I'm, you know, talking with former uh, co-host of the Gold to Go podcast, Kevin Haswell. He mentioned that, you know, apparently Johnny Menzel killed it in front of, uh, I think it was 30 or 32, all 32 NFL teams. Um, So teams are looking at him, one way or the other. Do I think he makes an active roster next season? No. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's spring training. Um Or spring training, it's you know (laughs) preseason. Yeah, I got baseball. Uh, If um, preseason, you bring him in um, with the roster. You give him a few runs as you know the third team quarterback. Um, What's really interesting is that like it. Eventually, you know, once you're a few years out of all your mistakes and your drama. The league is ready to give you another chance. I mean, besides Ray Rice, we haven't, you know, yeah. when there's stuff like that, there's no excuse for that, for him to get back in the league. But um, think about Michael Vick. You know, he spent his time away from the league, took a few years for a team to, you know, give him some interest, but eventually he got back into the league and had a couple more years going. Yeah, well, I
0: mean, the thing about that is, and I thought Vic too, I mean, he, the drama that he went through and everything, but Vic was one of the top players of the game when he went out for everything. Mm-hmm. Johnny Menzel, he look at his career stats, and I'm not saying that Johnny Menzel is talentless, because he definitely showed flashes when he was playing there, but 1,675 yards, seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, and a 57.8% completion percentage. That's nothing, right. that's, that's nothing That's nothing jumping like off things. the page. And you saw a couple games where Johnny Menzel was terrible in the really? NFL. His debut was horrific. So there's a lot of teams that maybe think that Johnny Menzel just really is an NFL player. I know he killed it in front of these scouts and everything, but I had my doubts before it and I still have my doubts after.
1: Yeah, the only thing I can think of is, you know, he, he's got to get in some interviews. He's got to sit down with some of these coaching staffs and really explain it because, you know, he's got some interviews um, that have surfaced the internet, you know, about his his rehab process, the the addictions that he's dealt with. And that's 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 great. That's a great start. But I feel like, for him to actually have a great chance of getting back in there, getting back into football, he needs to be able to break through with these NFL teams, sit down with them and let them let, let the NFL coaching staffs really rip them apart really. Cause if, if they get talking to him, they're going to dissect all of his issues. Um, and so you know he's gonna have to he's gonna have to take the hits that they're gonna deliver. He's got to be you know polite, respectful, and I'm sure he will because he really it really seems like he wants to make this comeback. Oh, he does. Um, I can tell. So you know I think maybe it, you know if it's an agent that he hires that can you know has some great ties with the NFL that can get him into a locker room, um, team fits. Uh, throw him on the Jags. I still don't like Blake Bortles. Um, and Blake Bortles traded, for, uh, the, the Jags traded, I know we're going off what on a tangent.
0: Yeah, we're going to go to the Jags right now, I see it already.
1: <laughs> they they <laughs> traded for like possibly one of the two or three quarterbacks in this league that are worse than Blake Bortles. Cody Kessler, if you're ranking, what are the, there's 32 teams starting bad in bad. backup quarterbacks, so that's 74. You know, I find it very hard to believe that there are more than 10 15, better than Blake Bortles. Cody Kessler is behind Blake Bortles, oh. in my opinion. So, Cody Kessler isn't that I mean, bad. I've never been that. I, he had you a think decent he's, rookie you think he's better than Blake Bortles? No, I don't think he's better than Blake Bortles,
0: but I don't think Blake Bortles is... Oh. 70th ranked quarterback in the NFL I don't think he's the 70th ranked quarterback in the NFL maybe at the max I know you you absolutely hate Blake Bortles maybe at the max he's the 32nd ranked quarterback oh there there are so many backup quarterbacks better than him I don't know how many I think there's a couple backups that are better than a decent amount of starters in the NFL so it's not just him yeah but all right, going back to Manziel no it's fine going back to Manziel the thing about it, and before I say this, I want Manzel to go back. I was a fan of him coming out of college. I mean, he was an exciting player, Fun and to watch. a lot yeah, kind of yeah, like a lot Baker people. Mayfield this year. Yeah, I know that's people. What I'm people
1: love throwing the comparisons and and making it a negative thing, but those were some of the two most electrifying players to watch in yeah. college ba- uh, football over yeah, the last year.
0: It just happened to be that their off-field drama, I mean, had a little bit of similarities exactly. to it because they actually are similar in their game style and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean. Menzel was screwed up multiple times now, and no NFL team, it's, it's a business, it's a business first, and as much as you're rooting for a guy, you got to make a, a smart decision for your organization. is not going to go in and be a starter anywhere right now. There's no okay. way. He needs no. to be behind an established quarterback, and I would have another <clears> quarterback <throat> on the roster that is capable, because you never know if is going to be there the full season, and I know he wants to change his life around, we've seen it, he seems very genuine about his approach right now, but you really cannot trust him. You can't trust after the things that he's done. And going to team fits, honestly, I saw the Redskins as a fit for Johnny Manziel, and I saw some of the comparisons. I mean, I think talent-wise, I take Johnny Manziel all day over Colt McCoy as a backup quarterback. There's already a system where a mobile quarterback can fit in. I think Manziel needs to go to a team that has a mobile quarterback and is already established and is the known starter. Seattle is another team that I threw out there. I mean, Russell Wilson there, I mean, definite. So, I think Manziel could fit on a team eventually, but... I think it's going to take some time for teams to really accept that this is the way he's going. Because a couple years of him being clean and saying, "Hey, listen, I'm serious about this," and he keeps on impressing teams, then maybe
1: he works his way back. Exactly. Team fits that I think that just make the most sense. I don't think you're convincing old head coaches to bring in these guys. You know, they're more conservative, stuck in their ways. They don't want to. They don't want a high personality guy in the locker room. So I, I, I would look, it's and and going. Where do, you, where do you think I'm going?
0: I think you're going San Francisco and the Rams. Yeah. That's the two teams that I think. Those the two teams. Are
1: the two teams What's the Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay? I mean, so first off, they're the two youngest coaches in football. They're, yeah. they're the most, not liberal in a sense, but most... Um,
0: accepting. Of, they're accepting of a lot of players. Exactly.
1: A lot of different personalities. I mean, yeah. you see what, you know, Sean McVay just brought the biggest personalities in football all on the same defense this oh, past offseason. He and did. It, it's going to work. Yeah, I think it's going to work too. Um, but... You know, I think that you got to find a team that's willing to take on the baggage, take the backlash from the rest of the organization, the fan base, because there are going to be people that just don't want to watch him play, kind of like with Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. Um, and and thinking about, you know, skill set, Manziel isn't like a big big guy, but, you know, he's mobile. Um, Kyle Shanahan's offense is a ton of bootlegs. Manziel is capable of throwing on the run. Sean McVay, you know, wants a mobile quarterback. So, you know, having those two guys, having Manziel there, you know, and you know that that counteracts your part of saying that I guess that they need a, a veteran starter, um, but I don't think Manziel could ever become a starting quarterback mm-hmm. in the league. I don't I don't think he has a chance of that. Um, just from what we saw in Cleveland, I know Cleveland's a whole mess, and you know their entire team was really bad and still is. But um, you know he didn't look great, didn't. and and I I don't think if you if you can't be a starting caliber quarterback. If people are looking to bench you on the Browns, I don't think you're going to make it as a starter on any other team. Yeah,
0: you're not wrong. And the funny thing, I do like how you mentioned like the younger coach and everything. And I don't exactly – I didn't mean to say that he needs a veteran quarterback. I'm just saying there needs to be an established quarterback there yeah. that's a starter. So, so Jared that Gold, still fits. That still fits. Jared, Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo. Exactly. Jimmy Garoppolo, there you go. We mentioned it on the show. <laughs> yeah, I said to make sure. Do it. Yeah, oh, definitely. But, I mean, yeah, you're right. And Kyle Shanahan's not afraid to make some big moves. I mean, signing the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL – uh taking a risk not really a risk, if yes yeah, it me, but taking yeah, taking a risk on Jimmy Garoppolo after not even a full season's worth of starting games and uh, making him the highest paid quarterback of all time. So he's not afraid to make some big moves and getting Richard Sherman. Sherman's drafting, a huge personality
1: on that team. Drafting deal. uh Ruben Foster in yeah. the second round, you know, he had some off field issues, still has some. Um well, Yeah. Yeah,
0: the thing about I mean the young coaches they can just relate to players a lot more. I mean because they're not that far in of life that they can understand what they're going through. So
1: yeah, and if you're comparing coaches, Jay Gruden, like you mentioned, is not by far the oldest head coach in no, football. No, he so isn't. That's what you know, I'm he's saying. He's 51 yeah. years old. I just checked, and that he's a very he's sure. a pretty popular guy around his players. Exactly. So. so you know that that is also a situation where you know.
0: And then Pete Carroll, I said Seahawks too. Pete Carroll is one of the most well liked coaches, exactly. from his players as well.
1: Yeah, teams teams that are just. You have to look at the past five, ten years and say which teams, which coaches have been the most willing to take on personalities, you know? Bill this Belichick thought, took on, yeah. No, Bill Belichick <laughs> yeah. doesn't even speak well, that take, yeah. No, no,
0: no, 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 that's the thing. Bill Belichick will go out and get a big personality, but they'll become a shell of their former that's self when true. it comes to the media. Yeah, Martellus Bennett's in, a huge personality. They in Randy
1: Moss, back Randy in the Moss, day. Martellus right.
0: Bennett. Tim Tebow even got a shot on their practice squad yeah. for a while. Oh, you're and right. you're not going to tell me that Bill Belichick wasn't actually considering Tim Tebow as a backup quarterback product. Oh, yeah. yeah because right. he wanted to just use yeah. him as a sideshow. So, um,
1: so, yeah, that's really interesting. You know, do you think he could become a starter in the league?
0: There was a time when I honestly did, and yeah. when I know that we we brought up the stats earlier, and they they're really not impressive and everything. But he was trending upwards when he went down to rehab and had to, had all those experienced all those problems. So mm-hmm. I highly doubt that he becomes a starter now. But in the back of my mind, there's something that tells me that if he gets a shot. He plays well a couple games. He could reclaim his form, and maybe he could lead a team or two, because there are a lot of quarterbacks like Blake Bortles out there that aren't that great. So maybe he gets a shot somewhere.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see him. You know, I don't know if he gets brought in this summer. Um, yeah, maybe it's potentially next summer he gets brought right. in, or maybe you know, you're in the middle of the season, and your your starting quarterback or your backup quarterback gets hurt in practice. We need a guy. Yeah. The practice squad guy isn't ready to be elevated. Yeah. Let's do a private workout with Manziel real quick. See if he understands that a little bit about the playbook. Have him in there as a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see him get back in the league. I'm not going to lie. Um, I know a lot of people would be upset to see him back in there after all the drama. Um, yeah. But I think that from what you've seen him speak, he could just be you know bullshitting everyone again oh, just could. to get back in the league. But I truly believe that for you to open up about alcoholism and all the other addictions that he's faced to everyone... He's um, definitely I feel shown like you, some maturity. Yeah, yeah. there's there's a, definitely you know some growth there, and I think that you know he can get on the right track.
0: Definitely, definitely. So I think we should go on to our next subject. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about Menzel; it was a good discussion.
1: A lot of Johnny football.
0: A lot of Johnny football. On to another huge name. So there's been a lot of talk circulating the Giants wide receiver OBJ and right. possible trade rumors. Big personality Yeah, another big personality, and OBJ wants his contract extension and looks like he's not willing to budge on this. So should the Giants trade OBJ, and if so, where should they trade him to? They should not trade yeah, Odell Beckham I mean, here.
1: I mean, God, you know, the, the Giants did this to themselves, you know, and, and teams do this all the time. They screw themselves over with this stuff. By letting their players play out, you know their fifth year without extending them, they they made this situation happen to Odell because I just don't get. You have a generational talent at the receiver position. Before this past year, he was on record to break every single one of Jerry Rice's records. If if he just kept progressing, it's a minor setback since he missed you know three fourths of the season last year. But you know. Improved quarterback play. If he doesn't have Eli Manning throwing him the ball, yeah. he could easily, you know, catch back up to that pace. You have what could potentially be the greatest receiver of all time, and you didn't wait. You, you waited too long. And yes, the you know the Giants have shown they're a stubborn organization, and I mean stubborn, and you know they're just very conservative about their ways they go about things, in the process. It's teams like you know them, the Steelers, the Packers. They always operate a certain way, but it, it, it fails them in this one because mm-hmm. you know. Now you've got this whole, you know, hearsay. Well, Odell isn't going to step foot on the field unless he gets a contract. Well, oh, now we're looking to trade him. Well, Odell's like, all right. Well, let's, you know, Jarvis Landry is calling yeah, me yeah, out man, to come to the I'm Browns. You know, and, teams, then, and then so many teams. Management want comes out again yes. and says, no, we're not trading him. Then there are talks that you know they're they're talking with the Rams about a trade. Um, it's it's all over the place, and it's the Giants' management can only blame themselves for this. If they had just signed Odell to an extension, and all teams do this. You know, you, you have so many people sit out and play all the time, or sit out because they don't have a new contract. Um, who are some of the guys? Le'Veon was going to sit out for a little. Aaron Donald. Uh, Joey um, Bosa did it coming in. Joey Bosa and, yeah. even in there, yeah. Um, so, you know, teams just don't understand that that players players in their lives, you know, they their career could end in a day. Yeah. So they want the money now. And these billion these billionaire owners are just so hesitant to give it to them, and I understand you know that it's a business, but they're operating unfairly um they shouldn't trade Odell. he could go down as the greatest receiver of all time, and even if you get a boatload of picks, I highly highly, highly doubt that you are getting you know one of the yeah. best three receivers in fo- of all time.
0: You're not wrong. And it's funny, so yeah, there are a lot of teams that wait way too long. And I do want to say, didn't the Colts sign Andrew before his uh, rookie contract? Yeah. That's one of the good things the Colts did. I mean, they did. They knew he was a generational talent, one of the best quarterbacks in the league.
1: Exactly. Be proactive. Go out and sign him before he keeps adding more value to himself. Exactly, so. because what happens is other quarterbacks in the league get contracts before yeah, you. That's what so I'm saying. Antonio sign him early. Brown got paid recently. Exactly. Uh, who was the big receiver that got paid? Mike Evans got an extension. Yep. Mike Evans became the highest paid. And Odell's price keeps going up and up and up. Exactly, the more they wait. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: just ridiculous. And I'll say this right now, we've said it several times, I think that Odell Beckham is the most valuable non-quarterback offensive player in the NFL. So, I mean, like he's definitely, I mean, he changes the entire outcome. He makes Eli Manning look like a good quarterback. Exactly. I mean, he makes any team so much better. And the Giants go from possible playoff team because they have the talent still there, especially on the defensive side of the ball, to make a playoff push. To no shot at the playoffs without OBJ. And I know they have other good receivers on that team, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, but the talent that OBJ brings, I mean, he makes that receiving core elite immediately. He makes any receiving core elite pretty much because he's that talented. He can beat double teams. He can run every route in the book. He's one of the fastest guys on the field. There's really nothing wrong with his game, other than his attitude occasionally, because he is a little bit of a prima donna occasionally, and yeah. that's all, that's a minor because it doesn't really affect his play on the field. No, and, every...
1: and you see it from great receivers all the time. Yeah, we so even many do. Receivers have yeah. outspoken. so many this receivers
0: now. in the history of the NFL have been that way. Yeah. I mean, we go through a whole list. T.O. Ojusenko, freaking even in the league and, right now. Yeah. I mean the only one that's yeah.
1: quiet right now that's absolutely silent is Julio Jones. I yeah. don't get how he does it. He's just. Love quiet love Julio all the Jones. time. He's, He's great. Yeah, he, he is. Gets his job done. Well, Larry Fitzgerald never, was the same way. Larry, yeah, Larry. Yeah, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, Lerner Lerner like one
0: of the nicest guys in the league. So it doesn't always have to translate that. A.J. Green's pretty quiet, too. Yep. He doesn't make a lot of fight noise. Fight with Jalen Ramsey. He did fight with Jalen Ramsey, but you, it, but you heard everybody quote him, That's not like A.J. Right, at exactly. all. That isn't, but and maybe Jalen was saying some stuff. But he must have really said some stuff. That's then. why Jalen Ramsey's yeah. my favorite yeah. corner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he got under his skin, which is yep. interesting. But, I mean, like Des Bryant, for he's been exactly. a huge personality. Plenty of teams like that. But I'm going to go on to teams that would be a good fit for um, Ooh, Odell a I love thinking yeah, about yeah. this. I know, I saw a tweet from you recently about the Rams possibly getting oh Odell, my God. and that would be domination. I could not imagine that. Adding him to a team that was one of the best offensive teams in the league last year that only lost Sammy Watkins. I mean, you put Odell in Sammy Watkins' place, he puts up 3,000 yards! <laughs> the yeah. Rams get Odell. They're winning the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, there's no way, right? There's no way, unless injuries. Injuries can always be a factor. Exactly. But that's the only way I can't see it.
1: I mean, after the moves that they've made this past offseason, you, you cut the cap space of, you know, an Tree and a Tremaine Johnson. You bring in Marcus Peters and uh, who's the other cornerback I can't think of? Akeem Talib. Akeem Talib. Great cornerback you know, I mean, duo. Yeah. Then you pair the best defensive tackle in all of football, the top two, I'd say, with him and yeah. Fletcher Cox. And then pair him with another top five defensive tackle in Adama Kung Su, who just needs a little motivation. Yeah. Which he can get there. Yeah. Paired with Todd Gurley, the league's best offensive scheme, and Odell Beckham yeah. Jr.? We got Booker's there, too, for the freaking defensive
0: line. I mean, I, I don't even want to imagine because, I mean, you might as well just hand him the Lombardi. Might you as might well. as well land him Lombardi. That's ridiculous. When we talk about the Eagles having a ridiculous roster. I mean, I couldn't think any team would top it. But the Rams are topping the it Rams right now. The Rams would They went out and bought it.
1: If the Rams got Odell Beckham Jr., they'd easily be the most, mm-hmm. ooh, interesting yeah. debate. Most talented team, Jaguars-Rams.
0: Rams-Philadelphia.
1: You don't even think Jacksonville's... I think Jacksonville's still the most talented team
0: in, the, I in think football. The, I think the Eagles are the most talented... I think the Rams are rivaling the Eagles right now. I think the Eagles... It goes one, two, three for me. So Jacksonville's your third? Jacksonville's my third. And you know the main it's, reason it's why the you know the main reason yeah, why it's the Blake Bortles, you're right. Blake Bortles, I'll take Jerry Goff and Carson Wentz especially, and Carson Wentz is the reason that he they're above Jacksonville right now. Yeah. Because if it came down to non-quarterback play, then still go Rams, Jacksonville, right one and two, and then the Eagles. But the Eagles have a top five quarterback in my opinion. Yeah. So that's yeah. the difference in my for me. But that's another thing. I want to throw one more team out there that would be just amazing to see. Put Odell on the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Could you imagine that? I mean, that's the best duo since Randy Moss and Brady. That's 100% the best duo. And, that, I mean, not taking anything away from Moss and Brady, but I think it's an upgrade. You put Aaron Rodgers, I mean, talent-wise, I mean, Randy Moss, one of the best players, uh, uh, NFL receivers of all time, and a lot of people think that Odell could be the best of all time if he's healthy. So I think that'd be the most ridiculous offensive ever. That could be one. That could rival the Rams, definitely. Oh, it'd be I mean, uh, got Devontae Adams still on that team and Jimmy Graham with
1: Odell and Aaron Rodgers. Are you kidding me? I'd be one of. The, yeah, it, I don't. Would, it's, it's not going it to be happen. Be the most talented combination. Because, yeah. oh, yeah. you know Rodgers. You yeah. know I think you know we've said most talented quarterback. Yeah. You know, and then pairing him with Odell, that's unreal. Yeah. yeah. When, so when I was thinking about team fits, I was. It's the same thing with Manziel. You want you. you, you Your organization is only going to take him on if you're progressive. If you think, okay, we can manage his personality, we can make it work. So that's why, you know, the Rams have been in contact with the Giants about a trade. You know, if he goes to L.A., that that system, that team is going to, you know, be okay. I mean... God, that that yeah. team could, you know, have its own reality TV uh, it show. It could, and I, I mean, I'd watch it. Su, I don't even want, yeah. Odell, it. With Adama chung Odell, Akeem Tlaib, Marcus Peters. That'd be the, that'd be the football and version Sean of McVay. keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah,
0: just, I mean, probably Todd Gurley has a great personality. We don't know. I mean, that'd just be the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. I, so I was thinking about teams like that. I mean, it's, it's funny because we're, we're just basically talking about the same teams. You put yeah. them with the 49ers ungodly combination jimmy grant Um, or jimmy garoppolo and because that would be unbelievable the last thing i'm gonna say and it just it it just makes me so excited to think about if it was a chance young gm in the league first time new head coach put him on the indianapolis colts oh odell we'll pay you whatever you want we have $90 $90 oh, million in cap space? You do space, have the
0: cap space right now. I we will could say pay you
1: everything. Pairing him with yeah. Andrew Luck yeah.
0: would be unbelievable. In and all like, honesty, oh. I really didn't think about the Colts too much when I was thinking about it, it, it because I so thought Odell so. would want to go to a play. But if he's He'd really after the money. City. No, but if he's after the money. That's true. And he wants a good quarterback to play with that would be a very interesting combination I mean
1: that's the difference between Indy and Green Bay Green Bay can't pay him that Green yeah. Bay doesn't have the cash that's base. what they I'm saying Aaron Rodgers is
0: going to be a free agent next year there's no way that they could yeah. there's no way they could pay Odell right now exactly. it was more of a hypothetical but the Colts oh, yeah the Colts are
1: Colts yeah. that's a top quarterback. You know, and then Perry, oh I that can't would, even think see, about I know. it. Be you're so smiling. I I think it should
0: cut you off right now because you're getting you're probably getting really hyped up in your uh, mind and it's probably not gonna happen. So I don't yes, want to I know, it's, it's gonna be upsetting when he gets traded yeah. to like
1: the Jags or mm. oh Yeah. God. Exactly. I don't if, on the jags though that'd be so dumb oh, see now you're just,
0: i don't understand see you it's love so the tough. jags so much and your colts they're fan, just, it just such makes a sense to system it's, it's like it's if so... i was
1: gushing over the eagles
0: last year i can't yeah, do that i know it's i know it's that. tough because it's super tough. i love
1: the colts but i love when teams understand how to operate a football team they they operate correctly 51 players out of that roster yeah the one that they don't, Blake yeah, Bortles. We just, we, we yeah, talk yeah, about. I know, them enough I know, I know.
0: I know. And like I, I'm the same way with the Rams right now. I love how the organization. Exactly. Yeah, I I was a big fan. Fortunately, of Fortunately.
1: You know, they're in the opposite, you know, at least in a different division. They like, are. I have to deal that's with what I'm saying. my p- probably yes. second or third favorite team to watch in the league, being a division rival. And that and sucks. That sucks. And well, that's that's no like, fun.
0: I mean, you, you can imagine when the Cowboys were destroying every team in the NFL. I'm sure there were some people that just like, oh, the Cowboys are super fun to watch. Right? Not for me. It yeah. was super depressing. Exactly. So that's all. All right. We need to go to the next topic because we'll go into hypotheticals all day. Yeah. We start talking <laughs> about our favorite teams. We go to the next question. All right. So, there were some uh, NFL rule changes, as we said. Yeah. Uh, One of the biggest ones, and this rule, this change has been coming for a while, they changed the catch rule again. So, this one is really supposed to make it a more common sense type rule. I think I really like the rule changes, personally, even though me and you talked about it earlier this year that we don't think the new rule, or the old rule, was that confusing, But here's a little tidbit from it. The new rule will eliminate the requirement that a receiver who is in the process of going to the ground while making a catch must maintain control of the football while on the turf to be awarded a legal catch. And that's just one of the tidbits of it. So basically if they catch the ball and the ground happens to break it up but they've already possessed it and made a little bit of a football move, then it's a catch and I bring that one up because that means Des Bryant's catch would have been a catch. Yeah. Calvin Johnson's catch would have been a catch. Oh, uh there's a uh, bunch of Pittsburgh more. this past year. Jesse James year. catch would have been a catch. And so, it would have
1: given them home field advantage. Oh, the
0: it would have there's a lot of things to be that would have changed if this rule had come out a couple years yeah. ago. And I know that we can say that all we want, but it's better that they fix it now. So, yeah, I think that this rule change was going to be a positive thankfully. What what do you think, Blake?
1: Yeah, I just think that there was so much uncertainty uh with it, I mean, you had referees that didn't even know what they were calling half the time because it, it was, you know, you had to send everything back to New York or New Jersey, wherever it was held, and, you know, some of these guys even came out and said, you know, I don't, I don't know what to call it on the field when it happens because if it's, you know, too tough to turn it over and I made the wrong call in the first place, then, you know, you know, I screw one team. Um, and then, you know, it was interesting to hear Al Riveron say that the Super Bowl was officiated differently than the rest of the season, because you had those two catches, uh, Corey Clement and who was the other one? There were two touchdowns from the Eagles that you yeah. know, if it was the regular season, those would have been overturned. Yeah, I, saw, I thought that the Corey Clement touchdown was going to be overturned when I was watching it. And then it, it wasn't, because that's what you expected the whole season. But then it came out that they were just officiating it differently, probably yeah. because they knew these rules were going to be in a place. Yeah. And in a Super Bowl, yeah. you're not going to screw over and a it's team. And
0: because I really did think, I mean, like, if you look at it, there's been so many times in the past couple years where I've looked at a catch and been like, I mean, that's a catch in my common sense approach to it but I knew it was gonna be overturned and things exactly. like that. But they went with the common sense approach. And in all honesty, I think this rule change it's good and everything and it's gonna be but I bet a lot of players are gonna be upset now that when they get to catch the ball, the wide receivers, they turn upfield, then they fumble. It's gonna fumble. There's gonna be yeah. a lot more fumbles this year yeah. and wide receivers aren't gonna be very happy about
1: it. No, they're not. Yeah, I it's I'm I'm glad that the rule has been changed. It's it just makes so much more sense. It's just common sense of football. If you yeah. know they got they tried to get too specific with it. Um and you know, it's glad to it's good to see the league kind of realize when they've made a mistake and fix it. I mean, not quick enough because we had a lot of circumstances, you know, a lot of teams got screwed out of, you know, playoff games, um, you know, wins on the season because of this rule, but it's it's good to see that, you know, they have made a change.
0: Yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, they're just emphasizing and a lot of the rules that we've seen. I mean, it's just, it's either safety or more common sense. They're just trying to make the game better, and they've done it every year. Mm-hmm. So, this is one of the few times I think that the league as a whole can finally take a sigh of relief because they really did define a lot of things yeah. pretty clearly in this one. And uh, I'm glad that they all came together. I love the three step rule too now. So, if you take three steps, automatically I okay. catch two, which is yeah. great with me too. Yeah. So, I just. All these Cowboys fans are probably really upset right now that this oh, will yeah. change this got for hurt. Sure. I've, I've talked to a couple of them right now. And so, so it was a catch. So. Yeah. yeah. Dez caught it. Yeah, Dez caught it. Whatever. I guess we'll go on to the next rule, too. Yeah, because
1: er- uh, this one, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud of the league for getting the catch rule right. Yeah. But this next rule we're going to talk about, I think they screwed up completely. So oh, really? You, start well, us you know I'll, I'll just give a entrance
0: to it because I'm really interested see, uh, you yeah. your hearing on this. So, what do you think about the adjustments to the targeting rule, which basically means if a player leads with the crown of his helmet to any part of the body, he's allowed to be ejected immediately, and it's automatically a penalty? What do you think about this?
1: I just think that, you know, in the same week or so that you ch- or the same day that you changed the catch rule, because it was too complicated to determine what a catch was, you added in another rule that is too complicated and to determine. Do you know how many times when making a tackle that a player just lowers his head a little bit? Yes. It happens, you know, 20, 30 times a game. There are so many instances when it's just the way your body moves and your head just moves down a little. Um, I understand. So then you're going to have to, oh, well. Did he did he lower his head too much? Did he lead with the crown of his helmet? I wasn't watching, so let's 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 get some video review in there. Let's see if he lowered it and far I think, enough. I think the rule it's supposed to be intentional, right? Isn't it supposed to be intentional lowering so, the head? But, like, but how are you going to determine if it's intentional? Yeah, exactly. Or not? In, in, there's just I think that they, I thought the targeting rule was fine the way it was. You know, of course there were you know maybe you know you had to increase fines or you know increase suspensions or maybe you know something with automatic ejections making them more. Um, happen more often but the way that they did this it just seems like there are going to be some people thrown out over the next few years that, that shouldn't be shouldn't, have, shouldn't be tossed out they they were just making a football play and i think that's going to be the same thing when this rule i think this rule isn't going to stand for more than 3 4 seasons yeah um because it's going to be the same thing well well, the catch rule well if he makes a football move yeah a guy when he makes a football move his head can go down and next thing you know you're getting thrown out of the game for that possible suspension I mean, of course, you know, the suspension isn't likely because the league will review stuff like that and be like, oh, he didn't. But you're still getting thrown out of a game for something that you didn't specifically, you didn't do
0: on purpose. I mean, a lot of defensive players are going to be upset about this rule. They lower their head all the time. And this is a response because I don't know have the exact number here, but I saw an article earlier that concussions rise in the NFL last year. Again, after going down for the past couple of years, I think it was about... Eight, between 8 and 12%, I think, somewhere like that. And a lot of it probably has to do with self-reported uh, concussions are rising mm-hmm. as well, so players are coming forward, which is a good thing for the league and yeah, everything. They're more aware. But it's going to be... It's really going to be disappointing when because I know this is going to happen in a big moment in a game or early in a game. A star player is probably going to get thrown out of a game for a hit that any other year would be okay well it was just a hit i mean he made a mistake it wasn't good form tackling but it's still football these things happen and you're right someone's going to be thrown out when they shouldn't be and there's going to be a lot of uproar about this rule
1: yeah i just think that you know when the when the catch rule was modified to the complicated sense of it there was it was just too much for the referees to be able to determine in a, in a short time frame, and, you know, that's stuff that they can review. I don't think that every time a guy lowers his head, you're going to go to the review board. Well, that could happen, and it's but just going to make the game longer, the so which people, is another thing. Which is a complaint that people yeah. had, is that these review processes take way too long. They take too much away from the game, screw up with the momentum. If you're going to have to go and review every time a guy potentially lowers his head to hurt someone, then I don't, you know... I just I think you're kind of recreating the same drama that you had with the catch rule. Yeah. You're just you are just putting a new label on it. It's got a new name. It's the targeting. Yeah. Rule. And it's going to be disappointing when uh, you go
0: to the booth for possibly 10 15 minutes and you see both players that were involved in the play get up and act like nothing was wrong exactly. possibly. And I know that we're trying to make the game safer and I like that. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing definitely. wrong with making the stu- game safer. Yeah. But it's going to be a problem when you see a lot of time when two guys get up completely fine didn't realize anything was really wrong and they're in the booth for 15 minutes deciding if someone needs to get ejected or not. Exactly. So there's going to be a they're going to have to adjust this rule eventually. I think you're right. Yeah. And it'll be a matter of time, I think. And I mean, it's been a problem for years now. They've been trying to get players to tackle correctly, use correct form. I think this is a drastic step.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. I think they went way too far on this. What did you think about um there was no rule made officially, but what do you think about the, the rumors about kickoffs?
0: I saw that, and I really, I am going to be very devastated
1: if they take if they away get course. rid of them. I mean, that's
0: it's such a huge part of the game; it yeah. really is. And I know once again we're talking about safety all the time, but I don't think a lot of that—that's a lot of guys' jobs. A lot exactly. of guys are gunners they're, and they're things just special like that. Teams they're special players. teams players. That's how they make the roster. Yeah. I mean, some of the best players of all time, or best returners of all time, I mean, Devin Hester, Jacoby Jones, that's how they made a living, that's how they gained the fame and everything. And it's just such a huge aspect of the game that I just I, I can't see that going away, and I'll be very upset if that goes away. Well,
1: what do you do about an onside kick? Yeah, when exactly. A team, that's, when a team needs to onside kick, and you're not
0: going to get the allow Will they just just allow, them will them the they allow that to be just a thing? Just the onside kick? I don't just, know how they can allow that. Because then
1: you still need those guys on the special teams. You still need them, but if you're only using them, then you're not probably going to bring them onto the yeah. roster for just onside what kicks. What about
0: some of those ridiculous plays in college when there's a kickoff oh. and you do the lateral all the way yeah. through? I mean, you're not going to get that as an opportunity for taking the ball out of a shotgun. No. I mean, I just, I, I will be very upset. And they said it's. it's Injuries don't change in the next couple years, and, I mean, it's football. It is football, and I, I know that it, that's been used so many times. People like say, oh, it's football, but that really does, that's just justifies it right here. You're playing a dangerous game. Players know what they're getting into, and, I mean, it comes in their contract. You know you can get injured in this game, and oftentimes you will at some point yeah. in your career. So, I mean, I, I like all the things about changing your form, changing the form of tackles to prevent more injuries from happening, but there will always be injuries associated with football.
1: Yeah, and especially on the kickoff. I mean, you're, I mean, yeah. it's just it's like I don't, I don't like get it. what you're going to do. Are you just going to be like, "Oh, here you go, guys. Let's set the ball um, down the, at the, the 20, y- yeah, 25, twenty-five yard line. All right, let's play yeah. ball." Like, no, it's it's not the way the game is supposed oh, no. to be played, because you know, like I said, if you, if you want to spend a you know a draft pick, if you want to take a receiver higher because he's also an amazing special teams guy, Tyreek uh, Hill. Then, you know, do that because he's going to, you know, he's, you know, m- so much more valuable because of his ability in special teams. And there are guys that just, they deserve to be in the league because of, you know, they can take it 100 yards yeah, to the athletic. house and put your team up yeah. 7 nothing just like that. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I just think that it, it, A, eliminates, you know, players' jobs. You're going to, you're good. Guys just aren't going to be signed to contracts because, you know, there's no need for special teams, guys. B, you're, you're. The game, the the flow of the game that's, is just going to be entirely off.
0: There are so many rules that have changed the game, but this one, which is completely, I mean, change how the game looks, hundred yeah. percent. It just would Can look you right. imagine a football game
1: just starting at the twenty yard I'd line? Really, like, I right, really, all right, first quarter, yeah. fifteen minutes on the yeah. clock, get on the twenty. No. I mean, you might as well change it to ball at this point. If you ever watch <laughs>
0: South Park, I mean, that's, so that's I it's funny. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's all I can think of at this point. <laughs> I mean, come on, we really, I, I just, I think there would be a. Huge backlash from the NFL Definitely. fan base, and there would be, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah, so, okay. I guess we'll go on to our next subject. Big have, rules, yeah, day. I know. Big rules, big play, personalities. It's just a big day in general. All right, on to our final subject of the day. We'll talk a little bit about the draft. Is it right for teams to stretch for draft uh, for quarterbacks in this draft, and for that matter, is it ever right for teams to stretch for quarterbacks in the draft? I'll just take it first.
1: In this draft, it. it It's so tough because so many teams have different evaluations of quarterbacks. In my opinion, there are five first-round quarterbacks in this draft. Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield, Allen, and Lamar Jackson, I think they're all first-round talents. Um, Beyond that, do I think a team at the end of the first round should take a flyer on uh, Kyle Lauletta, Luke Falk, Mason Rudolph? no I you know I feel like they're just there are when a guy gets you know taken in even the second round I mean you take a look at at the guys um Deshaun Kaiser uh got taken in the second round was arguably one of the worst starting quarterbacks in football um Cody Kessler uh third round pick I want to say you know in my opinion one of the worst quarter I mean this this is all just the Browns I'm talking about I guess right now but I just think that um it depends on your evaluation because if there's a guy you have a you have a great this maybe the eighth ranked quarterback according to you know media comes in has a great workout with you has a great interview with you understands your playbook yeah you can overdraft him if you think that he's the right fit for you um, then you know then I'd do that but I wouldn't do it in the first round I honestly I wouldn't do it in the first three rounds. I'd say rounds one through three are where I'm not reaching on a quarterback because there are potential all-pro players in those first three rounds. You know, in the NFL draft, it's essentially if you get a guy between the first and the fourth round, he's going to be an NFL player for you. Yeah, eventually. five and, and five through seven, maybe you get lucky and he turns into something yeah. like that. But you know, if I'm in those first few rounds and I know that there's a player that can, you know, contribute contribute to the team. Or there's a backup that just might be there. I mean, I'd rather take a guy in the fifth who has that you know crazy chance of getting there. Yeah, I mean
0: the thing for me is I am really on the opposite side. I think that teams have stretched for quarterbacks way too much recently in drafts, and hmm. I don't think I mean like, and you said there's five first round talents, and I think there will be five quarterbacks that are taken in the first don't round. Think there are five. I don't think like if you look at the top thirty two players in the on this draft. I don't think that you can put those five quarterbacks as talent-wise... How much top how many would you put in there, do you think?
1: Which ones would you leave out of the top 32?
0: It's it's going to be... I think you could put three of them in there. And, it, and I definitely want to go with Rosen. Mm-hmm. I want to go with Josh Allen. And I know Darnold's everybody's favorite and. People disagree with me. I mean, it'd be between Darnold and Baker Mayfield would be the, the four. Gotcha. And I'm not saying, I think Lamar Jackson could develop into a great yeah. talent again. But you just but don't I, think he's a first-round. Yeah. I just don't think he's a first-round talent when it comes to, like, looking at the other quarterbacks, more driven base. Just because of Lamar Jackson, I think he's going to struggle a little bit, just to adjust slightly. I mean, he's going to have some injury problems, too, probably, with the size and the mobility that he has. And the thing is, we talk about all the time that the quarterback position is the most important position in the NFL, and that's hands down. There's no doubt about it. I think that just makes teams overvalue quarterbacks too much. I mean, you're never going to convince me that a quarterback that, A, I mean, he could be a star possibly, or he could be an average NFL starter or something like that, unless he's a surefire talent, that you're never going to convince me that he should be taken over a guy like Von Miller, who was taken later in the draft, or any other big defensive player that's a surefire talent. I mean, I'm just thinking if you're stretching for a quarterback then you probably shouldn't if there's in the first round, if there's other proven talents ahead of them. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we've seen teams in in the past, and more recently, Jacksonville, if they can get a decent quarterback somewhere on the market, you can build a team to win without a quarterback. You can. And if you're taking the best player off the board, then I think that you're doing the draft right. I mean, Philadelphia just won with their backup quarterback, Nick Foles. Even though Nick Foles did play great and everything, I mean, they still won without their star quarterback. So it's possible in this league. So what, um, I think that, look, if you can look up the 2011 draft, yeah. that is, that is a huge draft where quarterbacks were taken and only Cam Newton is the only one that's worked out and Von Miller was passed up by a decent amount of teams.
1: Because I was going to ask you, because I mean, 2011, I haven't checked out that one, but I was going back through the past few years and I love all the quarterbacks that were that's taken all. in 2011
0: the is one of the big ones that I'm talking about. All right, about. so Cam Newton, uh, Jake Locker, Jake Locker uh, yeah.
1: Blaine Gabber. Yeah. Uh, Christian Ponder. Yes. Um, and where's Von Miller on that? Oh, Von Miller went two. He went two? Yeah. Uh, then what quarter? J.J.
0: Watt. J.J. Watt's in there, I think. J.J. Watt went 11. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. And there's I mean, there's big defensive talents on other teams, too. I mean, That's what I'm talking about. You know,
1: other guys drafted behind him. You know, Nate Solder. Yeah. Um, Cameron Jordan having yeah. a great year. Mo
0: Wilkerson with the Jets. There's Mark so many Bangerham. better players than those quarterbacks. And, I mean, going back to the 2012 draft is what I'm thinking, too. And... Alright, we got RG three. And then I think uh was that the year Khalil Mack came out? I think it may have been 2012. No. No, am I off on that? 2012 NFL drift. I got this right here.
1: Yeah. Um this was the one where So Luck went one. Yes, Robert RG3 Griffin three. Two. Trent Richardson three. Yeah. And I went Matt Khalil, Justin Blackman, Morris Claiborne. Mark Barron. Wow, this draft that is, a is horrible really draft. bad that is a horrible but But hold draft. on. So, yeah, Stefan Gilmore, Luke Keekly at 9. Yeah, that's what I was... Uh, the... Don Poe, Fletcher Cox at 12. Yeah. Huge. Bruce Irvin at
0: 15. You're never going to tell me that taking RG3, as much as I loved him our first year, would have been worth the Redskins taking their original pick at that draft. They could have gotten Fletcher Cox or any of those talents you just named right there. Yeah. And... To take a quarterback when you, especially when you're trading up to get a quarterback in the first five picks in the draft, it takes so much, so much away from your team.
1: So many picks. So you think that Philadelphia shouldn't have traded up to get Carson Wentz? <gasps> and the thing is about that, they they got they, they traded got up to get they Jared Goff. I understand that. I'm Chiefs, not saying, Chiefs traded up to, to get, get Patrick Pat Mahomes. Mahomes, and we, don't know, Mahomes oh well we don't know about Pat Mahomes
0: yet. We don't know about. I know you'll find out about Pat Mahomes. Mahomes. But it's just such a risk, and there's plenty of teams that have traded up and screwed up or traded up and just haven't regretted it or taken a quarterback too early. So, I mean, you could did you think Carson Wentz was going to be a top-five quarterback when he first got drafted?
1: Uh, his size, mix of size, speed, athleticism, and deep ball accuracy, I didn't think, I didn't think he was going to be top-five. Yeah. I definitely thought that he was worth the second overall pick and being, you know— a franchise quarterback, because mm. he, he kind of reminds me of um, he kind of reminds me of Josh Allen. You know, he also kind of reminds me of you know a, a smaller, a quicker Andrew Luck. Um, you, you know, just that seems to be the you know the new prototype. These big guys who are also Whoa. quick can throw on the run, throw from a lot of different angles. Andrew Luck was. A- Surefire talent. Yeah, you There's weren't, weren't going to miss. How that many, either.
0: how many huge quarterback names that we heard out that are compared to Andrew Luck when it comes to talent and
1: knowing that this guy is going to be an NFL, ta- or NFL star. Interesting draft to look at. 2015, Winston and Mariota. What are your thoughts on them? Did they? We reach don't know the yet. We don't is know it, is yet. too soon.
0: We still don't know. And the thing is, so I mean, is it too soon to know about Golf and Wentz? It is too soon to know about Golf and Wentz. In actuality even though we believe in these two quarterbacks and uh, I think Carson Wentz is a tremendous talent. I think Jared Goff is a good quarterback. I don't know how good he is because he had he played under the best one of the best offensive coordinators in the league last year and it helped him out a ton. But I just when it comes to the quarterback position, I just don't like the stretches and drafts all the time for him. And I know there's a lot of quarterbackless uh, franchises out there that would say I I think we should get a quarterback as quickly as possible in one of the drafts. But if it's not your guy, if it's not the guy that you are surefire, you know, a hundred percent, I just don't like to um, stretch just because you need to fill that position.
1: Yeah, and and that's that's definitely a great point. So like you know, an example, if you're the Jets and you, they're stretching, you trade a, up they're to taking three, a quarterback right if now. If they only had you know two quarterbacks that they wanted in this draft, which they don't, they have a list of at least three. They have to. Yeah, they but have to But if they right have now. a list of two. Thinking that the Giants are going to draft Saquon Barkley, and all of a sudden the Giants trade out with the Bills or the Dolphins or the Cardinals, all of a sudden they're stuck with their third option or a guy they didn't. That's exactly what I'm talking about. No, that's when it's a problem. I think it's a problem when, when you trade up, but not far. You didn't trade up far enough to assure that you got your guy. You're not trading up to one or two. It's scary because anything could happen in those few picks. Well, that's
0: what I'm saying. That's the point I really was trying to make. When you're trading up and you're not surefire about, that is our guy. We wanted him the whole time. The Chiefs knew they wanted Pat Mahomes when they went up and traded for that. They made their move and they got Pat Mahomes. That's exactly what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same with the Texans when they got Deshaun Watson. Things like that. I mean, I don't know. And I, I think the Jets, I just, I'm very baffled by their third pick selection because Two teams in front of them can definitely take a quarterback. They 100% can't. They don't. They can, don't, and they the can, trade, can trade out. There's That's so many teams saying. that
1: will now have I to, just, that only yeah. have to leapfrog them one spot. If they're in love with a quarterback,
0: I don't, uh, there's really not any guarantee at all. They have about a 33% chance that they're getting that quarterback right yeah. now. So I just, I have to question that. And I question a lot of teams that stretch for a quarterback that isn't the guy, you know? Yeah.
1: And I think it's interesting also, you look at guys maybe taking at the end of the first round. Um, by teams who need a quarterback. I mean, Paxton Lynch, taken in 2016. That it didn't stretch, work out. Yeah, that's, that's a stretch. Um, let's see, let's go back to... Oh, that one worked. Um, Which one? Derek Carr in the second round. Yeah, love uh Brown. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, we don't know what he was. He was a first-round pick, pick 32 by the Vikings. Um, we'll have to see. And the thing is, if he ever plays again in the NFL... I'm like, he was a bust for Minnesota. He was mm-hmm. a bust for Minnesota. And in, exactly. In the long run, he was a bust. Um, you know, Browns... Always have needed quarterback. They have Brandon pick 22, Reed, and they draft Manziel. Johnny Manziel. You know, I feel like there are so many times where they tra- teams just trade too far, like the Browns. If they're sitting at pick one, pick two in, you know, back-to-back years, take one of those top guys. You've missed out Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz. You've traded out of those spots the past few years, I mean, and you're taking Johnny Manziel at pick 22. You know, there are so many teams that need quarterbacks, if that quarterback is worth being a first round pick, other teams have already traded up to get him. So, like you know, if the Browns were like you're sitting at twenty two and it's like, wow, Johnny Manziel's yeah. still here and a quarterback and a team that needs a quarterback hasn't traded up to get him, that should tell them that guy's a bust. He's not going to work out because other teams know that stuff. I mean, it's it's just it's funny.
0: I mean, like it, they're just so gun shy probably now after all the quarterback failures that they yeah. have that's why we've said and i at least I've said several times, I want him to get a veteran guy. I would have loved to seen Kirk Cousins go there, get a surefire guy, so you don't even have to worry about a quarterback anymore. And I like Tyrod, at least I do like the signing of Tyrod because it gives him mm-hmm. stability at least for one year. And you can go out and draft a quarterback within the first four uh four picks. One of your one or four, exactly. either one. And I do expect him to do that oh, now. Oh yeah, they'll yeah.
1: t I think they'll they'll end up having to take it at, at one, one. I think just they're just gonna have to. You know, if they only have two which guys, which one are you? The, which
0: one are you taking for the Browns right now? Who do I want them to take? You want I want Josh, them to take Allen, Josh Allen? But I think they're you know, going to take I Darnold. I think they are, and I think I w- I hope they take at least Rosen. Rosen's got talent, at least, and I know he he has some motivational uh, issues and everything like that. But Rosen's a pure passer of the football, and I think he can be pretty good.
1: I just think. I wish he could move I don't a little the more. Comfortably I don't think in Allen's going to
0: be the number one anymore, man. I, there's a lot of d- scouts that have questions about him. Really? And I, I've been hearing a lot of great things. I've heard, I've heard I've options. Yeah, I've heard some of the options. I mean, like, I just reading. I mean, we both read a lot of NFL exactly. articles and everything. Everybody has their Everyone. own opinions exactly. about it. So it's tough and to do. I think I still like Josh Allen as the most talented quarterback in this draft, and yeah. I'm on your side on that. But I don't think he's going to be the number
1: one pick. Yeah, I don't think he'll be the number one pick. I, I think he's deserving of it. I think it'll be the same situation where, you know, he gets picked at, you know, Three by the Jets, or like you know, ten like Pat Mahomes was taken by the Chiefs, and then you know eventually becomes the best quarterback from that class. It's just because other teams don't see it at the time. They don't yep. they don't see that he can make an impact day one. So why should we take a chance on him? Well, Aaron Rodgers, the greatest quarterback of all time, sat one, behind yeah. Brett Far for a few years. What, and then, what pick was Rodgers? In? He was a
0: first rounder, oh, but God. he was like twenty second or something like that. He Aaron wasn't a Rodgers. he wasn't a top five quarterback pick. What year did he get drafted? I mean, Tom Brady was what sixth round, seventh round. <laughs> If you want Aaron to go back to that? Rogers. Russell Wilson, third round. Why am I
1: struggling to find when Fifth Aaron Rodgers was drafted? Something like that.
0: Plenty of you guys that have gone later that have worked out.
1: Aaron Jim- Rodgers draft pick.
0: Jimmy Garoppolo,
1: twenty fourth overall.
0: Yep. So that's interesting. That's so that's that is he funny. Fell to what, other, what quarterbacks were taken in front of him that year? Um, let me see what year he was. Two thousand five. God. He's this will be the last ever. thing we do on the show. It's probably
1: a long show. I haven't looked at it. Yeah, we're at about 50 minutes right now. All right. All right, so let's take a look. 2005 NFL draft. We have Alex Smith, number one overall pick. Hey, stud, leading a great franchise. Aaron Rodgers, second quarterback taken. At 24?
0: Yeah. Hey, they did the draft right that
1: year. Taken right <laughs> Except after Except Aaron Rodgers. Who? Jason Campbell. <laughs>
0: Are you kidding me? I see... Uh, that's so depressing. I didn't even know that fact so about myself. That's when I was really becoming a huge Redskin fan Ooh. at that point in my time when we first drafted Jason Campbell. How depressing is that? That's I wish he, I could have gone my whole life without you telling me that. that that's, a, that's a heartbreaker. That's I'm the sure most Redskin is. thing I've ever heard or in my entire life. On the greatest, the greatest quarterback, quarterback of all, all time. time and getting Jason Campbell. Not to say that Campbell didn't have a couple decent years with the Red students. He I'm, did.
1: I'm, I'm sure you'd much rather have.
0: I'm just trying to make a, the best of a bad situation right now. You really don't have to go into this. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. That's a good way to end the show. Yeah. I'm really sad now. That's a good ending. Yeah. Is there
1: anything else you want to add? No. Follow us, uh, Pure Sports NFL at gold to go- Podcast. Um, You know, keep listening. You know, uh, send us in any questions if you have them. We'd love to talk about stuff that you're, uh, that you're thinking. Connor, you got anything? No, nah, man. Same to you. Uh, follow Pure Sports Network. Check out our articles. I've been yeah, them out the
0: past couple of weeks. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, guys. Yep, take care.